All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today is a really fun one because you've heard us talk about this company before, but now we're talking to the founders. Ben and Corley Spell. They founded Good Ranchers together. And let me tell you, I was so pleasantly surprised at the things I learned from these two. We had the pleasure of having them here in studio. Mm -hmm. And just to name a few things that I learned from them. Okay. One, uh, Corley mentioned that they don't know what next year is going to look like, mm -hmm. but they know it's going to be the best year yet. And just that mindset of like optimism mm -hmm. and hope. I think is really important and actually making it the best year yet. It's like, it doesn't matter what happens. They think it will be the best. And that's great. We talked through with them how they founded the Good Ranchers mm -hmm. and all of kind of the trials and tribulations that they went through, but how they approached the business world with their morals, their foundations, their beliefs and values and how they never jeopardized it, which I think was really cool. That's right. Another thing I learned from them was Ben was talking about how vital and crucial it is to have a wife who supports the husband and how his wife's support and his mission and calling made all the difference. And vice versa. And vice versa. hundred yes. No, 100%. But he's yeah. the one that said it. And yeah. Anyway, they founded this company together, and they're just really fun. I think mm -hmm. you'll enjoy this interview. Looking forward to hearing what you learned from this. Without further ado, we bring you Ben and Corley Spell. Whether we use this or not, I have so many questions. Okay. Let's um, go. Like, the first thing I tried of your guys's was burgers, hamburgers. Oh, yeah. And it was so good. So oh. good. How is your hamburger that much different? <laughs> yeah so we have two different we have two different burgers we have uh we have a straight angus um, okay. which so this is another thing with burgers in the grocery store um burgers is just ground beef yeah. right so um and most of the like in the grocery store for sure in your grocery store and 
like most people, what they're doing is they're just taking all of the, like all of the crap, all of the things yep. and just grinding it and so, and making ground okay. meat out of it. Um, uh, we actually grind steak, like the, the, like, um, yeah. like your New York strips, your filet mignon, your ribeye, like we grind the trimmings of our steak. Um, and, um, and, and it's, and it's pure bread. It's all Angus. So uh, versus like just, um, cause you can buy the processors can just buy like truckloads of trimmings and they'll mix them all together and just mix yeah. like, and it's going to the masses and that's going to your fast food restaurants, going to your grocery stores is going stuff like that. We, um, we're very, 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 very selective, um, on, on our ground beef because we, we don't sell anything that we won't eat in our own house that we won't feed to our own kids. It's yeah. kind of a rule we, we made a few years ago. Yeah. Can we back up? I want to hear the story <laughs> of Ben and Corley. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? When'd you date? How'd this guy propose? <laughs> Spill the tea. I mean, that was a whirlwind romance <laughs> right there. We, we got married in 2015, but we give them the PG version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we were only dating for six months and engaged for like a month and then we eloped wow Dominican in yeah, 2015 wait what's the non-pg version <laughs> <laughs> right here the tea. Tell you when the cameras are off <laughs> yeah um, there's a not there is a non-pg version no I it's it not it's, okay yeah it was a it was mostly a <laughs> I took her to a restaurant where some friends of mine were playing live music and and I, they called me up on the stage, and I sang Ed Sheeran's "Thinking Out Loud." Okay, so for for the listeners who don't know, <laughs> you, you're not just some random karaoke guy. You yeah, had I mean, a, you had history in music. Yes, yeah, yeah. As yes. a worship pastor. Yep. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I play piano and guitar and write and produce. And I went to school for um, like audio engineering. And it's weird that I just got intimidated about our audio setup. <laughs> I was. I immediately was like, it's "Oh, all wrong. No. it's all wrong." <laughs> I know. She, uh, she, she was laughing. Uh, Corley was laughing uh, yesterday when we were driving around Nashville and just kind of talking about uh, our life and our story. In the early days of Good Ranchers, um, we started out of our house and just around a table, and we had like a little. Uh, we had a mic in the corner, um, and we were we were writing, producing. Recording editing. and editing all of our own commercials. You know, wow. Like going na you know, nationwide or on like major syndicated radio stations yeah. and stuff. And like, and uh, you know, we were doing it all. Most, yeah. I don't think most people do that. That's What's amazing. your background then? Um, so after I got out of college, still didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I kind of fell into the wedding industry. Amazing. Yes. Does anybody know what they want to do right out I of college? I know. They really? don't. No. I could go on an entire tangent well, of that because I, I didn't finish college. I did a year and ended up dropping out. Yeah. But the amount of pressure you put on college kids to have to figure it out. Right. By the time they graduate, they should, like, be going into their profession is, I think that's all wrong. Yeah. Completely Anyways. agree. <laughs> like, I feel like they should have a few years to get a yes. few jobs, meet some people, see where they fall, right? So that kind of happened to me. I worked at a venue in Houston, really upscale venue, cranked out like i don't know hundreds of weddings oh a year it was so Dang. fun got a lot of experience there yeah. and then you do like four weddings a day sometimes yeah they had multiple um i know that's sweet ballrooms at the venue so oh my gosh yeah we could have like four or five going on at once that's so crazy. that feels that's less crazy. special it's like the wedding More factory yeah, like assembly <laughs> yeah. Line but you like had yeah. no idea that there was another <laughs> wedding going on like they were so great at that 
Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, touche to them. Yeah. That's a businessman. Like capitalizing on the real yeah. estate there. Um, so I did that, and then <laughs> we got married, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, We got married in, yeah. in a church in Chicago. We were living in Houston. A church in Chicago um, um, was very, like, was very much pursuing us to come, and so we, um, we visited a few times, and there was a church in uh, San Jose, California, which... The weather disparity between San Jose, yeah. California, massive. and Chicago is massive. But we yeah. really felt, we really felt called like that. Chicago is the place, and uh, and we moved there in January, mm-hmm. and just right in the smack snowing sideways, the, and we're like, what? The winter. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago like from Houston, winter, from Houston, dude. that's brutal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, front both of us are from the Midwest, and we know Chicago winters very well. Oh, yeah. That is brutal. It was so hard. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we 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 made it through that winter, and um, Barely. we we said, you know what, this is not God's will. <laughs> we, were, we were wrong. We missed it. Um, God, if it, even if it is, you know, I'm, <laughs> you can send a whale to get me. I'm going yeah. back home. Yeah. I'm curious, having worked in the wedding industry, mm-hmm. you like are putting on all these weddings. You choose to do the elope mm-hmm. method. Okay, so that had a lot to do with it. So whenever we moved to Chicago, I quit the venue, but a lot of my clients still wanted me to do their weddings, and so I was doing that on the side, and then I was like, well, I might as well just turn this into a thing, and so we started Spell Events, which is our wedding planning company. That you still have? Yes. Amazing. Yes. Um, Love it. What, what was it? You're I just can't wait. Like, it. this is crazy. I know. It, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so we did that. Moved back to Houston. Had all my clients there. It was great. So we did that together for a while. Um, so you asked about why did we elope versus having, like, this big ballroom wedding. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because I just saw mm-hmm. that all the time. And it just didn't feel like me or I couldn't really see, like, my family or your family, like, in a ballroom together. So we're you like, couldn't get all of my family to wear their, sh- you know, to keep their shirts on. <laughs> That's my kind of wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we saved the money and put it into a house and we were like, let's just go elope and have a nice honeymoon. So we did that. It's amazing. And I, I got my parents blessing. They were so yeah. okay with it. We came back like, and then a month later had a, a small intimate reception in their backyard, played our wedding video. It was really sweet. Wow. Yeah. I think that's really cool for yeah. us. We, we were kind of similar in weird ways we had a huge I disagree we had Our a wedding <laughs> hold on i am getting there we had a, a huge wedding we had 400 people wedding um it's pretty big it was big which are so fun like i love it was them. so much fun but afterwards and i wouldn't change it i just felt like i learned a lot i almost wish we would have eloped because it's almost like you're throwing a party for everyone else but you and so by the time we got like to the hotel room that night we were like what just happened did we get married like and yeah. we just didn't feel like we had that special moment between us. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say that's what um, be, I worked with her um, with our wedding um, planning company for a while before we started Good Ranchers. And um, I would always try to get them to officiate all my weddings. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I had yeah. my share of officiating weddings. Yeah. Um, but um, it, we were really passionate about uh, we were we were almost going to just like start a wedding venue because we yeah. saw it done and. and but we were very passionate about um, helping the couple yeah. make it special for them, yeah. and taking all of the pressure and 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 making sure that they like the night can be about them and that mm-hmm. they can actually enjoy it. Because you're right, so many people don't. Mm-hmm. Do 
it's like you're on that timeline and we're like, we got to get to the next thing. Let's go. Let's go. So should tell some, uh, mother of the bride stories. Oh Just kidding. Gosh. <laughs> no, honestly, like we've been really blessed and fortunate to have really sweet brides. Yeah. And most of the time their moms are too. So I haven't had too many crazy stories. Is is the term bridezilla just like, just like almost a nice version of calling this girl like just really, if she's a bridezilla, she's not going to be pleasant outside. Like, it's a common theme in life. You <laughs> what know are you trying to say? I'm just saying. No, like, what are you trying to I'm say? Like, you're not. You don't just show up on your wedding and you're grumpy. Like you're always like that. So I. It's kind I'm, of like. A <laughs> I mean, you can probably speak more to this, but I think weddings bring out a lot of stress in a lot of people because they feel this expectation to put on such a show for other people. And I think that can make people very anxious. And hopefully sure. you're only doing it once. Yes. So, yeah. Do you have any high-level tips, like, for people planning weddings? Oh. Like, if you're going to say three, this is what I'd recommend. Like someone over here in the corner who gets married in two weeks? Boom. Three weeks? Yeah. That's exciting. Um, one, make sure you have a really great wedding planner. <laughs> That's, <laughs> like, tip number one. But I do feel like people do try to, like, skirt around and, like, oh, do I really need it? I have a friend or yeah. my mom or... No, because at the end of the day, on the day of your wedding, you want you and your family, all your bridesmaids to be able to relax mm -hmm. and enjoy it and let, you know, the wedding planner do their job, take care of all the fires that are probably put out that you have no idea about. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like, just enjoy every single moment, you know, just don't get caught up in the timeline. Things will come, but don't The things like, you think really matter don't really matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The main thing, the main thing. Mm. Which is... You're getting married. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You're getting married. Yeah, and I would say, like, try to stay together because I see so many weddings where it's so sad because the bride get, gets caught up in, like, chatting with her, her parents' friends and, yeah. you know, grooms over here talking to these people. Do you forget, like, oh, we're supposed to be doing this together. Yeah. You know, I feel like at the end of the night, they're like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't even, like, walking around with you. Where mm -hmm. were you the whole night? That's oh, sad. I like that. So. I do, too. So I'm curious, something that I feel like you and I, or we both have in common is just a wide variety of things and interests that yeah. make kind of no sense together. <laughs> so you guys led a church. Uh, yeah, we were on staff at a church. Yeah. You then are still have a wedding planning business. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm pretty removed from that. I yeah. oversee everything, but I have a team of girls and they just run it and they're amazing and... I haven't taken on any weddings in a few years, but okay, you know, if it's like a friend of a bride, I'll take it. But then you also have a meat company, yes, that's taking on the world. Yes, yeah. How do these connect, and how did you fall into them? And how are they like a reflection of you guys? Right. Yeah. Um, God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Easy answer. Um. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. I don't know that any of it connects. Um. But you know, we're trying to like kind of put our put the the pieces of things together um in our life i don't know what do you think i don't know i just feel like both of us and i don't know if it's because we are both creative but we just never could fit in that like nine to five yeah. corporate situation you mm. know and so we're like okay we gotta hustle and make it on our own being an entrepreneur just came very natural to us so it's just kind of saying yes to opportunities that made sense and yeah yeah, I have, I mean, I have a very eclectic background. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, started, I was just playing music and uh, didn't plan on getting hired by a church or doing even mm -hmm. doing that. And then um, the church 
the church that I was at in Texas, the the worship pastor left, and instead of hiring someone, I, I was I think I was nineteen and working at an insurance company, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey, why don't you just do this?" And I said, "Okay," and so, <laughs> <laughs> so I just started doing it, and um, and they didn't pay me anything, but they, um, but they they let me live in a little house behind the church and gave me a like a an old car to drive. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and so I just started doing that. And then, um, and then I would teach music on the side. I started like teaching piano and guitar and voice and just doing, doing different things. And then at the time I was going to, I was, was going to school. Um, and I realized that I really liked, um, like music production. I liked the, the technology side of like running a studio and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I went to school for audio engineering and then, um, a really large church, um, in Houston, um, uh, hired me to to run their studio and do that stuff. So and then so I was working behind the scenes doing all the production for this really large church. Uh, and then the same story, their worship pastor left, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you just take over?" And so then I just like stepped in and did that um, for about seven or eight years. Um, somewhere in there, I was in a movie. You were in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's on hbo now this is before um, I knew. it's old it's oh but it's gosh. like a throwback on hbo now it's from the movie was in 2008 and uh, i forgot all about it but one of my friends were like hey look what i just found what um what's yeah. the movie called oh god no it was meet the spartans Seriously? Whoa, let's go. <laughs> Talk about shirtless weddings. This guy's out there. I was I'm one sure. of the, you know, the spoof is like there was 13 soldiers instead of the 300 because yeah. 300, I was one of the 13. Wow. That's amazing. I know. And I was just working out at the gym. Like, hey, again, you know, part of my thing, I was just at the gym and somebody walked in and they were like, hey, um, you want to be in a movie? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so it's like. Next thing I know, you weren't like this is suspect. Like, what kind yeah. of movie? I was young and naive. <laughs> it okay. would be no questions. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to this like I showed up to this like warehouse building and and I'm in a room with a bunch of guys and they're like, okay, everybody take their shirt off. I'm like, okay. Oh so. my gosh! I'd be like, what genre are we filming here? Uh, yeah, it's funny because they didn't we didn't even know the name of what it was, but I didn't I never got like a weird vibe. Um, and so they were like, Hey, you, you, and you go to the next room. Everybody else be dismissed. And so then me and three other guys went into the next room and, and then there there's these people and they were like, I don't remember. And then the next day they called me to, they really liked your abs. You did it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. If you know me, you know, I love cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal, but now I've tried Magic Spoon, and Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love, but it has way less sugar and it's high in protein. We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low-carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein, and Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. 
And be sure to use our promo code EASTFAM at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash EASTFAM. And use our code EASTFAM to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Babe, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. For anyone that listens to this podcast, you already know we love our AG1. That's right. We take it every morning. I wake up and have it along with my coffee. And now that we're heading into cold season, we're making sure we're really staying on top of it and even taking it with us as we travel or taking it two times a day. Which is great because they actually have little travel packets that you can just slip into your bag and it's great on the go. And get this, with just one scoop of AG1, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens for the day. Just like that, it's so easy. It really is. It's the one thing we recommend to all of our friends when they're looking to take the next step in their health journey. Plus, this contains less than one gram of sugar, has no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It truly is the best. And our listeners get a discount, so hop on it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash EastFam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So uh, then merging wheels. it from there, how and why a meat company? Um, so... Um, when I left the church that I was working working on, so uh, so this is this the the part I didn't say, we didn't say earlier. I was married before, okay. So huge proponent of being married, um, mm-hmm. huge proponent of like working through staying together. But in my situation, and in um, you know, like it doesn't always work, mm-hmm. and especially coming from being in ministry and like you know we we push like every marriage has a hundred percent chance of mm-hmm. working, a hundred percent chance of time, right? Um, but the reality is like where, you know, um, we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. and people, you know, are fallen. So, um, and you know, we just couldn't make it work. Like and just, just could not make it work. And we went to counseling and count, like for five years of counseling, we didn't have any kids, um, thankfully. Um, and so after like, just, we finally just realized, you know what, this just, we just, we just don't work. I mean, mm-hmm. Oil and water just did not work. And so, um, um, uh, when, when we got divorced, I took a sabbatical from the church just to kind of go like, um, you know, it was a real, it was actually kind of a really low spot mm-hmm. in my life. Cause, um, I loved leading worship. I loved doing you know music and, um, I just, um, but for several years leading up to us getting divorced, I was just pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so took a sabbatical and in that time I worked for a meat company doing outside sales, traveling across the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where I, um, it was, it was very short and, but I, I went, I looked up and I went, man, this is really wrong. Like the, like the, the customer, I, I realized that the consumer has no idea what they're getting sold, what's in it, where it's coming from. And, people would just buy anything, mm-hmm. um, anything with a label on it. And, um, so, but, uh, I did that for a few months, um, actually quit because I didn't feel good in my spirit. I was like, man, this is like, I, I, I don't want to work for a company like this. Um, and, um, but I, I remember thinking I had the thought then, 
somebody could do somebody could do this could probably do this and do it ethically and transparently um, and it'd be a, a good business um, came back uh, started doing ministry again in that time um, met Corley um, date uh, you know it was, it was you know it was kind of convoluted through there but um, met Corley dated Corley married Corley um, we moved to Chicago worked for a church for a little while um, that didn't work out. Came back to Houston, um, launched a spell events. We were doing the, the, the wedding venue. I was, I was leading worship at different churches on the weekends and helping her with weddings and stuff. And, um, and just one morning I, I just, I clearly heard God's voice start a meat company. And I, I, I was, I was getting ready. Uh, I came out of the bathroom and I told Corley, I said, I think I just heard God tell me to start a meat company and mm-hmm. expecting her to go, what? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't. She said, okay. And I'm like, that's it. Let's okay. go. And she's like, yeah, if, if you, <laughs> yeah. She said, if you heard God, then let's, I'm, I support you. I'm behind you. And, and that, um, I don't, I don't tell her this enough. Um, but that was just like, um, if, if, if you're a couple listening, um, uh, your wife believing you as a man, your wife believing in you, it's all you need. Like freaking truth. Dang, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and uh, and I I'd never had that kind mm-hmm. of support before. So, like that, I was just like, okay. And um, what I didn't tell her is we were going to max out all our credit cards. <laughs> we were going to take all our money from savings. <laughs> I was going to borrow money from her mother, from her mother, my mother-in-law, um, and not tell her. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this no. is the blueprint for how to start a company right yeah. here. Yes. Tips from Ben. <laughs> we had just had our first uh our first boy bear and um and we went all in we went all in yeah, yeah we went we went all in but um yeah we tried to go to the gas station the day we opened up sales and credit cards were declined oh yeah we couldn't even yeah we couldn't buy water like i was trying to get like a water and a protein bar and like her and bear were in the car and i'm like i'll try this one i'll try this one <laughs> Yeah, we were, yeah, we were, we were all in, but we knew we heard God's voice yeah, and, yeah. and, um, total peace. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's, that. that's the way it, the eclectic life that, that I've, I've lived is, um, I believe that God never gives you the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he said, when he says to do something, you just, you, you do it, you go. And, um, at the moment God tells you at the moment God commands you to do something, you're equipped and, 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 and that's either by what you already have or the people that are, that are around you. Um, like Moses, um, when God, when God told Moses to go talk to Pharaoh, um, he said, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but he said, I don't speak well. Mm-hmm. And, but he said, but he, he had Aaron and he mm-hmm. said Aaron went with him. Um, he was already equipped at the moment God commanded him. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I live my life knowing that, God never shows you the whole picture. He just says he speaks and, and the people who follow that, like just follow that, that voice. And I think so many times people um, see there's God's promises and there's God's commands and a promise never, a promise is, um, is it will never change. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, God promised Abraham uh, a son that he would be a father of many nations well, that never changed, even though Abraham um, tried to take matters into his own hand, failed, messed up, all of, all of those things. That was God's promise. That never changed. Um, 
but God also gave Abraham some commands, like take Isaac up on the mountain and sacrifice him. Well, it's a good thing he didn't take that as a promise, um, at, but rather a command of to keep listening. Because um, when he got up on the mountain, he was like, no, this was just a test. Mm. Um, and um, so I think so many times, like we hear God's voice or we, we have this stirring inside of us that we should do something and we, we wait way too long to try to, well, I got to get this right or I got to do this or I got to, like, you should prepare. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't be cavalier. But, but at the same time, like, if God is for you, if God says go, go, and you're, you're going to, you have the, all of the equipment that you need um, when God gives you that command. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good word. That is good. Was there any other point in life where you felt like you heard God commanding you to do something or speak to you in that way? Yeah. Um, well, so before we started the company, so I heard, I heard God say, go, you know, to start a meat company. We knew nothing about anything agriculture wise. Like, um, and, um, I was praying one morning, um, uh, I was on the way to the gym and, and I was just, I, I don't like, I, I don't know how other people do it, but I don't typically like go into a closet and pray. Um, you know, like, um, I've, I've had times where I've done that, but like for the most part, like, um, it's when I'm driving or when I'm, you know, I find, I find alone time, um, um, to, to just, to be with God and to, and to talk to God. And so, um, I was, uh, I was going to the gym one morning and I, and I just asked God, I was like, man, how are we going to get, how are we going to, I don't think I called him man, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, how are we going to have favor with cities? How are we going to have favors with, with, um, with, with, with like mall, co- with malls to get contracts? Cause when we started off, we started doing like pop-up shops mm-hmm. and farmer's markets and stuff like that. And, and, uh, how are we going to get permits and health and like, and, and how are we going to find meat suppliers and, you know, all these things. And, um, and I heard, I heard God say, give like, I heard, like uh, again, and I'm, I promise you, I'm not this, like God talks to me all the time, mm-hmm. like kind of thing. But in, in this season, um, um, he, he definitely was. And I heard him say, give, and I thought, man, okay, that's typical, um, <laughs> <laughs> typical answer. And, uh, um, but I got to thinking about it. I'm like, okay, if we're going to be going, if we're going to do these pop-up shops, we're going to be going into these cities, um, um, let's, let's partner with food banks. Like how can we give where we're selling food? We're going to the cities. Let's partner with local food banks, um, and make our, our location, a food drive where people can bring non-perishable items. And then we'll give a portion of our sales back into that community that we go in. So that was, that was our plan. Our first sale we did in Waco, Texas, we partnered with the food bank there, um, and, uh, had some, you know, good success and, um, and then when we left, we gave a, 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 a sizable you know, a portion of our proceeds like in cash to the food bank um, there. And then we came back to Houston. Um, Waco, Texas is a very small, mm-hmm. very small city, especially compared to Houston, you know, third, fourth largest city in the U.S. Um, and I say that for buying advertising because we bought, you know, we would buy the major radio stations in the market. So come back to Houston thinking, okay, well, where, where do we go next? Um, doing the, you know, these, these truck sales. And I heard God, like, I, I really felt like that we should do Houston. So I went and to, drove over to the mall, um, that close to where we, where we live, live, talked to the, to the, the rep there. And he said, Oh, I'm actually the, 
the um, the regional manager for all of the malls in the Houston area that that you know that certain chain of mall, and he said, "Man, he's like, why don't you, we could set you up um, all around the city at five different malls, um, and uh, that way when you buy the radio here, you know people." Um, you'll have all these different locations. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, not really taking into account how expensive that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the advertising, the amount of meat that we would need, um, you know, the, the trucks, people to work them. Luckily, I have six brothers. Um, <laughs> uh, so I said all that to say, um, we, this is the part where we max out all our credit cards. Um, like doing Waco was safe and, and we, um, that was the, like the safe bet. Um, but Houston was way too big for us to take on for being brand new, our, only our second city to do. And um, so we um, extended all of our credit, getting meat, getting trucks, getting um, uh, buying radio ads, buying um, on multiple different uh, major radio stations across Houston. And um, about three days before we were supposed to open, all the money spent we're like, it, like and non-refundable um <laughs> and uh three days before the health department calls and says hey mr spell we we have this permit here um for you um but we're not going to be able we're going to we're going to reject it we we don't allow what you're what you're trying to do we don't we don't allow that in the city of houston I'm like, but i i talked to you like a month ago about this yeah. and you said yeah we can do it she's like i'm sorry i didn't have a full understanding of what you actually said you were doing, you can't sell food out of a truck um, in Houston unless you're part of an event. I'm like, what's an event? She's like, well, like the Houston Rodeo or a carnival or a fair or a concert. And I'm like, okay, how can we put together a carnival? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like uh, in my mind, I'm like, what? Can, like what? And I mean, I'm, I'm devastated yeah. sitting here getting this, this, just this rejection and knowing that all of our money is tied up and getting um, the, these, these sales opened by this weekend. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm a pr- persuasive person and I did all of the persuading I could do with her on the phone. And she's like, she's like, she's like I- I'm sorry, but we're, we're going to, we're going to say no, hang up the phone. I go to talk to Corley and uh, I said, Hey, health department just said, they're not going to allow us to do any of this. And, uh, so tell her the story. And then she reminds me, she said, well, what about the food drives? Did you say anything about the food drives? And I was like, well, no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't think about it. So I called the health lady back and I said, uh, cause we had already partnered with the Houston food bank at this time, um, for each of our locations to be a food drive. And I called the health department back and I said, Hey, um, we're partnering with the Houston food bank in each of our locations is uh, a food drive for the Houston food bank. Would that nice. be considered an event? And she said, absolutely. That wow. would be considered an event. And you know, yeah. coming in clutch. Yeah. 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 Event yeah, yeah. Planner. Yeah, Don't yeah, tell yeah. me to plan an event. <laughs> yeah. I will plan an event. Um, and and <laughs> opening those sales in Houston is what launched Good Ranchers. Like That's we had, right. we we opened on Friday and we were sold out by Sunday. And wow. we thought we had two weeks worth of meat, like uh, on all of our trucks, and we sold out by Sunday. And um, that, that's really what launched us. Um, but if you know, but it was because we heard God say give and partner with food banks in the beginning, and mm-hmm. uh, and if we, but we had no idea that we wouldn't even be able in a lot of cities we wouldn't have even been able to open up and do you know our business model if we weren't partnering with mm-hmm. um, wow that's amazing so. yeah everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible 
I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. If you know Sean, you know that she's a big planner. Babe, trust me, it's for the best. Also, with the holidays coming up, we have to plan. Oh, I know. We got an exciting few months ahead. Uh, I think that's why I love modern fertility so much. <sighs> wink, wink. It helped us plan for the future. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. I just sent this to my best friend and she used it as well. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, which is AKA like how many eggs you have compared to other women your age and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Wow, babe, you really know a lot about this. And also, one thing I know is that traditional testing can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the cost. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com eastfam30. This is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will cost $169 instead of the hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com eastfam30. Modernfertility.com eastfam30. We literally have this sitting on our dining room table we do. right now. It's my newest test because it's about time. Wink, wink. Corley, there was no point when all the credit cards were maxed out or like this <laughs> chaos was happening with, oh, we actually can't let you in the malls. With your first son. I with know. a son where you were like, oh, maybe that wasn't God. You know, <laughs> like, <I> know. <laughs> was there a moment of doubt? I feel like there probably was. I think it was going too fast to. It was just, yeah, so fast. I mean, the day is like, you guys know, like you're just living this life where you're like doing diff so many different things all at once. I don't remember a time where I was like, questioning it though I really don't I feel like we've gone through a lot in our in our marriage and a lot of difficult times like that and I've always just had peace from God like I know it's going to be okay and same with that season too that's a super interesting flip side because people always say uh, like busyness is a form of sin right <laughs> but there's also a story in the bible about Nehemiah when he's building like, the, the wall yeah. and people keep trying to like approach him with requests and he's his response is, I'm doing a good thing and I, I cannot come down. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it's like, to your point, it's like, hey, we, we're engaged in this task and this activity mm -hmm. and we're not like, you know, worried. We're not sitting there mulling over, oh, this isn't going smoothly or like what could be going better. Yeah. But I'm curious, how would you describe the operating system of Ben and, ben and Corley? Because there are a handful of people in my life 
my dad being one of them, mm-hmm. probably Josh being another, who's like a dear mentor, where it's, <laughs> they, they kind of, it's like this intuitive, um, go with the flow. It's not planned out. Like this, he he's used the word himself, eclectic a couple mm-hmm. times. And it's like, and it works out. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, how, what, is, what is that term I'm trying to describe? I can't figure it out, but how and, do you guys make decisions? Yeah. And it's so funny because naturally I am a planner. Like mm-hmm. I, I love order. I love planning, getting the itinerary together for whatever it is, but we do live this life where we're just kind of like, we don't know what's going to happen next year, but we know it's going to be great. And, mm. and we just take that next step together. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that we're in God's will. Um, so I don't, yeah, we don't have this like game plan every time, but we have peace. Yeah. I think you keep your priorities right. Mm-hmm. You keep your heart pure, your motives pure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, this is a completely separate theological question, but or topic, I would say, but you know, sometimes I categorize our life into God's elect. Um, again, don't mm. want to get too deep into that, but like this is, deep. This, is deep. <laughs> this is getting deep quick. No, because be, because we ask her like we do like it's just like man, it just works out like it's just it's kind of you know. And then it, with our business, it's we we realized this the other day um, with Good Ranchers. At least we've um, this is our fourth year, and we've we've had four kids. So we've had one year for every year of one kid for every year we've been in business. Yeah. Talk about that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> Throws yeah. a wrench on both sides yeah. of that story. Everything. Like yeah. that not, makes the kid thing harder and that makes yeah. the business yeah. thing harder. Grow a business, grow a family at the same time. I feel like if there's a couple to do it though. Yeah. Why? Why are yeah. why you? I don't I guess because we can handle a lot. At, we can handle a lot of stress without breaking. And the fact that our marriage is great, you know? But I you know, all of that goes into your relationship with God, right? And mm-hmm. making sure like that's the first thing. And then your your spouse and then your family and then your business. And I feel like we keep those things in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She yeah. does I'm, give off some chill vibes. Even the yeah. even the pace at which she oh blinks, God. it's like it's chill. Yeah. I'm like, and <laughs> that's what everyone says. Like, you're so go with the flow. You're so chill. I'm hoping that is feeding into my children. <laughs> it's feeding into us already. So it has to be. I am curious, though, because you are just the busy types. You feed off of that. What does your life look like when you're not busy? Are you guys good with silence? And because, like, Andrew and I are not. We have a hard time when we're not busy. We like to fill our schedules. Literally, we'll sit there. It'll be like an hour, and it'll be like, hey, I got to go lift weights, or I got to go. And it's very very uncomfortable to just sit. That is the same way with us. Like, we cannot sit at home. Mm -hmm. COVID was so horrible to us. <laughs> it was so terrible. So maybe I that's why COVID we started a business. To, no, to just, I mean, having yeah. to quarantine. Maybe that's why we started the business because we we're like, no, we need people. We need to see people. So we started the business and it made our employees come to us. Maybe that's why we did it because we want, we missed our friends. Yeah. So now all of our friends work for us. Right? Good right. ranchers. That's awesome. Naturally. But yeah, we get super bored at home. Like we have to be, mm-hmm. we have to have someone over for dinner. We have to have families over. We need to go do things yeah when that's like i will say this like we um uh, and i think we we share this in common with you guys like we we believe in community like um we are like 
humans are communal beings like we're tribal type people and like we actually need each other to exist like we need community we need friends you need relationships um and um this is i didn't know this when we started like again thought i was gonna be a pastor where i mean i was a pastor and like i thought one day we would like my plan was to like actually like start a church plan a church um but like since and i really thought good ranchers was just kind of like a means to an end like Mm -hmm. like, okay we'll do this for a little while and and then either turn it over or sell it or just something but i I really thought it was going to be like a a means to an end and then we would plan a church but man we're we actually love it and like we i mean from someone who was in full-time ministry and now is like full-time business owner um like i legitimately know that i've done more ministry through our business than i ever did working for a church not through mm-hmm. working for a church or mm-hmm. anything like that um, but ministry is meeting the needs of people um like that's when you minister to someone you meet their needs um and um like we've we have donated millions of meals um we need to update our website by the way but we've donated you know well over a million meals um to food banks across the country during COVID, we were able to we were still operating our trucks we're 100 online now but during COVID, we were still operating out of trucks and um we would uh, multiple times that year we would park our truck in the parking lot get on the radio and say hey we're giving it all away and we would have my cars you know, lined up that's amazing long. We'd give a whole truck of meat away <laughs> that's sick um, as people yeah. just drove through here you take it you take mm-hmm. it take it. we did that in Dang. vegas we did it in houston a few times um and uh, on top of still giving to food banks and mm-hmm. and uh and stuff like that so. i actually remember that during covid here there were local companies who had freezers full of meat mm-hmm. and that were giving them away or selling them at a discount yeah and that was something people fought over because mm-hmm. it was really hard to find yeah and that was like a huge <clears throat> gift during COVID was being yeah. able to find meat. meat I, I don't know. know if you remember that for us too. Yeah, there's a I just, a friend just sent me a clip from oh shoot the Michael Jordan documentary the last the last dance. the last dance where he's talking about him pushing his teammates to like hey you were not known as a nice guy you were like the guy always driving and he's kind of speaking about this topic of excellence where he's mm-hmm. like hey look doing excellent things comes with the costs. And there is something I think so powerful about not trying to be um, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing worship through singing songs for sure. That's beautiful. We need that. But also something about like pushing towards excellence and like this, whether you're talking about on the basketball court, like in business, when you're when you're building a team that is working towards a cause, I feel like there is something holy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I want to ask a question off of that, though, that I've been thinking this whole time is the two industry differences of you're within a meat company now and you came from a church, but you still have the church qualities and the foundation and morals. At what point do those worlds fight when it becomes such a successful business? How do you always maintain that foundation of we need to still be like we need to still keep those good intentions and not just be fighting to be now a top hundred business in the com- or in the world. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so as we grow, like the core of good ranchers is we're, you know, we're Christians, we're believers, all those things. And I feel like we've kind of been able to keep that throughout all of our employees. Just some, like they just gravitate to us. We gravitate mm-hmm. towards them. It just works out really well. But as we grow, we know we're, you know, that'll come into play more, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But I feel like as a society, as a culture, we can all agree that like our mission is to bring people back to the table, to bring mm-hmm. people to the table. It's so important to have discussions together at the table um, with your family, with your kids. Like I feel like now that's just so lost, you know, with screens and technology mm-hmm. and all that. And so I feel like that's one big thing we can agree on. Um, and so I think it's like finding that common ground that's not, overly in your face you know we're christians and that mm-hmm. but just keeping that at the center between people right yeah yeah and then i mean we have the uh, going back to like there's there's this divide of in, in like the christian world of like in the church i would say like big c church of you feel like there's ministry and then there's like secular work if you are a christ follower you're in ministry mm-hmm. yeah doesn't matter if you work at exxon or have your own business or um or work at a church there's no such like there is there's there is no divide um but like if if you're a if you are a believer then you're in ministry and you minister to everyone around you like that's like that's just what it's that's how it should be Mm -hmm. um and um and i didn't even realize that though like i didn't realize that working at a church but coming from the church world to now being in um the business world we still um, I think to answer your question, we still, we view Good Ranchers um, as a ministry. Um, yeah. And like we, uh, with, with, uh, with the food banks that we, that we serve with the people, um, like we, we have an intimate place in people's home. Like we, we, we share birthdays and anniversaries. Like people, you know, will, um, I realized this maybe a, a year or so ago, someone um, took a picture and posted it on Instagram and, uh, and it was like their, 25th wedding anniversary dinner and they were mm. eating our steaks and like um, like that the weight of that mm-hmm. really hit me then i was like oh man like, like we have a responsibility like these people are planning like their 25th and wedding anniversary meal around mm-hmm. something that we're selling we have a, a responsibility for this to be great and this mm-hmm. to be excellent mm-hmm. um and uh, like corley said our mission uh, we, we realized this um, a couple of years ago. Anybody could put meat in a box. There's lots of companies putting meat in a box. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to put meat in a box. Um, we want to bring people to the table um, because food is a fundamental human need. And um, what do you do on a first date most of the time? You go out to eat, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, like, so like when you have people over to your house, what do you like? It's mm-hmm. around food. The last supper mm-hmm. was, was around food. Like, you know, we have this idea of communion is, like this cracker and wine. No, they were, 
it was a meal and they were just breaking bread together. Like that was like this do in remembrance of me. This wasn't eat the cracker, drink the juice. Like I do it every Sunday at church. Um, but like this do in remembrance of me is when you're together with your friends, don't forget me. Don't forget my body that was broken. Don't forget my blood that was poured out. Mm-hmm. When you are, when you are together, um, remember me, do this in remembrance of me, come to the table, have fellowship one with another, edify each other, lift each other up, do that in remembrance of me. That's communion. And that's just, and so our mission, and that's why we, you know, we strongly feel um, that, you know, we're doing ministry more now than we ever did before is because we're bringing people to the table um, of fellowship and of communion and, um, and, and giving quality food that they can trust uh, on that table. Yeah. I would say one of my favorite characteristics of Christ is hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we do that well as a, as a couple. And so I feel like it flows into our businesses. We just uh, had the opportunity to go down to Atlanta and stay with a Chick-fil-A family, which was absolutely wild. Don't know how that happened. But they hosted us and they had like um, the food that our kids eat. They had like a little baby bath thing for us. And it was like, yeah. dang, there's something about when yeah. people put the thought into the details of being hosted where you're like, wow, I just feel, we feel disarmed. And it's yeah. like, um, if you wouldn't mind sharing though, you on this topic of fellowship and community, I feel like uh, a temptation when something is going poorly, at least in my life, is I kind of isolate myself. I pull back from community, from fellowship. Mm-hmm. You being on staff at a church, was this during the first marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? Because there's a lot of dynamics. One, being at a church. Two, like that being probably the main source of your community. Like, mm-hmm. how did you navigate? Um. So it was actually the loneliest time in my life um, because like, like that church family was, was my family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, through, um, um, yeah, when like, so, so during the, the hard times of the marriage, um, it, man, we, we live in such a, a it's so easy to fake it today mm-hmm. because like, you know, you can just take a, you can take a picture with your, with your spouse and post it on Instagram and, or Facebook and, Everybody thinks, oh, look at them. They're perfect and they're happy. Mm-hmm. And like on the inside, you're just dying, right? But anybody can pose for a picture. And we mm-hmm. live in this world where like we're, we're very easily um, not judged, but uh, known mm-hmm. by your social presence, right? So um, so like we looked perfect on the outside and, 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 and around people so no one knew. So it was a very, it was a very lonely time because... Um, on the inside, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to, and I'm a very, I'm a very like, like I, I need people. Like, um, I'm the type of person I, I would love, I, I have no fear of being around people. I like being around people, like people charge me. Um, but like, I would like, I would go to a party where I don't know anyone. Um, um, and I love that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and like, but, um, I could just go and just sit in the room and just like, watch. I like to people mm-hmm. watch. <laughs> I, I like to people watch. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
but uh, but yeah, I, I like being around people. Um, and uh, and I mean, I don't and I don't have to be like even have to be engaging in conversation. I just like being around people. Mm -hmm. I like you know seeing what's going on and hearing what's going on. It makes me sound like a <laughs> makes me sound kind of creepy. I don't mean it that way, but uh, but anyway. Uh, and then so then when when I got divorced and um, and that like it was, it was that was the loneliest time of my life, like because. Mm -hmm. Um, all of that community that I had, all of that relationship that I had, um, you know, divorce is bad. Like, mm -hmm. there's no like, there's no winners. Like, mm -hmm. like everyone loses, and um, well, because divorce is death. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's like a severing of, of, of and um, and so yeah. I mean, like, I I legitimately had to start over. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't think that would be the case, but um, it was. You know, so did you have to leave the church? I did. Dang. I did. I, well, I didn't have to leave the church, mm -hmm. um, okay. um, but it just You're strongly encouraged yeah, to. Leave. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It's, that's like kind of. It's just, I yeah, know. complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> On the one hand, it's wow. This is exactly when you need mm -hmm. church the most, right? Like the community. Anyway, a lot of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. That, that's part two. Yeah. <laughs> What's this is more directly for listeners, but. I feel like we do have a, a community of people who are single or coming from a divorce or a ex or a divorce. Mm -hmm. How, asking you, Corley, what's the best way to support someone going into a new relationship if they're coming from either a broken relationship or a divorce or? Yeah, I would say, so before we got married, I had just come out of a really terrible relationship myself we weren't married mm -hmm. but we might as well have been like it was so bad and so I feel like both of us coming from these really terrible situations that's kind of what went into the whirlwind romance and we you know got married quickly but we've had the same what the non-pg version mm -hmm. is we actually the first time I met Corley was on a double date with my ex and her ex. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's the <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That is a wild so weird. <laughs> Our first picture together is that, that I mean is worlds colliding. Yeah. A great story. Hey, it was just a forecast. I don't recommend okay. it. I, I, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Or maybe. Oh. No. Um, I would say just really listen to your intuition. And to God, obviously, but any red flags, move on. Mm -hmm. Don't don't try to make it work if it's not if it has to be work made it work in the dating process. Like I feel like so many times we have so many like young friends, young couples that are dating or newly married, and like our um, our first assistant that we hired at Spell Events, she's happily married now and she's great, and they have a baby, and I'm so happy for her. But we watched her go through those early mm -hmm. college years of you know those relationships, and I'm like, girl, just move on, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's easier said than done when you're yeah. in it. You know, it's mm -hmm. really hard to let it if go. If dating isn't good, if dating isn't great, <laughs> yeah, because marriage true. will be hard. If dating yes. isn't if 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 you're if you guys aren't madly in love, if you're fighting all the time, even you. If you guys are fighting all the time, even if you're supposed to be getting married in two weeks, like if you're fighting all the time, hit the pause button, like because mm -hmm. it doesn't get like it doesn't get better. How how you date is how you will be married. 
And how fitting is this? Today's show is also sponsored by, you guessed it, The Good Ranchers. We are honored to sit down and hear about their story, and we also wanted to tell you a little bit more about their product. Yes, and stay tuned because it only gets more interesting. The Good Ranchers are here to change the way you buy meat and hope to bring everyone to the table to share in the best of what makes life good. Good Ranchers is an accessible and affordable bridge between you and American farmers. What we love most about the Good Ranchers is that 100% of their meat is born, raised, and harvested in the United States. Your order is supporting local American farmers instead of foreign corporations. I think one of my favorite things that they do is they donate 10 meals to families in need for every box purchased. So you can eat good and do good at the same time. On top of it being a meat delivery service that's budget friendly, Good Ranchers is honestly steakhouse quality. We used their steaks for date night one night and they were so incredible. Good Ranchers was kind enough to give our listeners, you, a special code. You can use code FAMILYMADE for $30 off plus free express shipping. Visit GoodRanchers.com forward slash FAMILYMADE to get $30 off plus free express shipping on your order. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. I actually remember someone telling me that um, coming off of like a bad relationship meeting Andrew, there's such this like fictional story you tell yourself of, oh, I can change or I can change them or it'll get better once. And it truly is like who you date is who you marry. You evolve, but you're not going to become a different person. Yeah. And I feel like the, the well, the let's, let's be really clear the best version of yourself is when you're dating someone mm-hmm. like it's like you're you're trying to you're literally trying to woo that person you're trying to make that person like you so you you're putting all of the best of you forward toward the, mm-hmm. i'm not pointing at you now i was earlier but <laughs> yeah. you're just sitting right there um, you're putting your best uh-huh. foot forward you're putting like that the so best the best the best you will be is when you're dating mm-hmm not that you can be, but I'm saying typically. Yeah. yeah. It's deep. Mm-hmm. What are you? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and I feel like once you're married, those parts that you probably like tried to hide a little more. Yeah, they come out. They do. Personified. Yeah. They do. I mean, it's, yeah. you got to mm. live with it and work through it. So. Yeah. What are Ben and Corley's goals? Mm. What's a successful Ra- life? Raise good humans. Yeah. Mm. Raise solid children in a crazy messed up world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like this, this world is something else, but it's yeah. it's ours and it's where we live. So, um, yeah, our first and foremost, our um, you know, like uh, as a like as a ex pastor or, or however you want to call it, former or former pastor. <laughs> um, you know, um, my ministry, my min- first ministry is to my family and to my kids mm-hmm. like before, um, before other people, before the church, before, mm-hmm. um, not before God, but before mm-hmm. the church, before other people, before our business. Um, it's, it's to my kids and, um, I want to, I want to be able to uh, be there for my, for my, for my children, be there for my kids and watch them grow. Like, I mean, honestly, like biggest aspiration is to just raise kids who love God, um, love each other, uh, honor people. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. What about you? I agree. Has, and, has, and, gr- and not, you know, just hopefully they won't be like, 
vegetarians <laughs> <laughs> or vegans. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be the worst. Uh, <laughs> how has it been growing a company at the pace you have been with? Like, the, has there been a lot of things that need to get figured out as far as? Oh yeah. Even with our, I mean, we're not near the size Good Ranchers is, but it's like, man, it's time intensive. Kids are time intensive. Oh, yeah. Business is time intensive. Yeah. And that's like the heart, like all of our hearts are the same because that's the most that you know is like what mm-hmm. season you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, you could look at it and say, oh, it's probably harder for them because they have more kids. But it's like, it was really hard when we had one kid because mm-hmm. that was just, we were just pushing it. Yeah. You know, well, that's it, all you know. Yeah. It's yeah. all you know. Yeah. More kids. Yeah. You. It's yeah, your life is just as hard with two kids as our heart as our life is with four kids because it's what you have. Like, yeah. Like and sometimes I say like, Oh, we're building a business, we're operating from the trenches. But I wonder, I'm like, is that why things are going so well? Is that why because you're I don't know, because you're putting in more effort? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. We are in the trenches. Yes. At all times. Our kids are amazing though. That yeah. helps. Well it does help. Out of all the things, I'm most proud of my children. I'm most proud of my our five-year-old. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had some steaks out. And I put them on the counter. <laughs> and, uh, and he walks by and he goes, mm. ribeye. And just keeps on walking. <laughs> the like, five-year-old? Oh, That's like, amazing. Oh, my heart. And then I look over a few minutes later. Um, and our three-year-old, his name is Wilder, rightfully named. Uh, um, and... And he's licking the raw meat. Oh my gosh. Dude, there you go. Yeah, that sounds like our second kid for so, sure. Uh, our second kid will <laughs> lick anything <laughs> off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Ben, I don't know if you knew this. I am the proud co founder of a local group here called oh the Nashville gosh. Grill Club. Okay. That's like a let's go. Really elite yeah. group of dads he's meet on a weekly way basis. Way exaggerating. No, it's this real. Is not like this those is things. Real. This is the elite of the elite. It's real. <laughs> we have Proprietary techniques, <laughs> the double sear yeah. for the tomahawk steak. Come on, am I wrong though? We're good. We're good. We got a spice man, it's a sauce good. man, I'm and, s- and the grill man, I, I, the I, wing man. I want to join the club. <laughs> we have tried. I think you are the most qualified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have tried. Bye. So I'll let you know in the next let, one. Let me let me know. I'll I'll, I'll start. I will I'll say start though, phoning, phoning kind of bringing a full circle moment during COVID. We felt like we were losing so much community that we actually had this really small group of friends. It was three couples um, who kind of just became our COVID community. And they came over every other day and all we would do is grill. Mm -hmm. And we would grill a meal together and eat dinner. And it became this thing where the guys would grill meat and we would just sit and have time together. NGC, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. We got t-shirts and everything. We can we can maybe send you some. It's amazing. Exclusive merch. Yeah. I'm kind of kidding, oh, but I'm also not. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he's serious. This no, is no. completely sarcastic. He's, no, yeah. he's, he's serious. <laughs> there is something special about cooking, though, where it's like I found it such a – there's very few things in life where it just consumes – it's like doing a puzzle. You're fully mm-hmm. focused on it. You're, like, building something or, like, progressing through something. And when you're doing it with people, it's such mm-hmm. a – like you're not on your phone mm-hmm. when you're doing that. It's like, hey, tell me about how your week was, you know. And it's it unlocks a lot of the magic of relationships. But yeah. and the thing about grilling is, you, one man can't grill, <laughs> not not effectively. You need one man to do the work and another to stand there and tell him what he should do. Exactly. Exactly. Right. exactly. <laughs> I will say the amount of uh, fires I've actually seen them start though has been concerning. 
There was one day. <laughs> there was one day in the middle of COVID. I look out our like patio doors. Our baby, our infant is like crying yeah. in the nursery. I'm like trying to balance both. <laughs> and I just videos. turn and the, our entire <laughs> like Traeger grill. So big, big grill is completely engulfed. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Turns out when the little thing says you should clean it. Yeah, you should clean it. it but yeah. Yeah, um, I got a lot of videos. Yeah. Last question for you guys. I'm charcoal all the way, by the way. <laughs> okay, really? <laughs> Good to know. Purist. Like my pancakes. Um, Said that twice now. Yeah. If you guys were to take away one lesson for, from your time married, your time when you were dating and single, starting a business together, operating now a very successful business, coming from the church, all of it, with four kids, all, all about up. 15 months apart, yeah. each one. What's your biggest lesson in relationships that you would share? Give grace. A lot of grace. Freaking here for it. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you hear that? <laughs> I mean, it's a daily reminder, though. You have to get it into a ritual, right, to, to keep it going. But I would say grace. Yeah. Um, it's... We, we try to be very intentional, even with our kids, um, that we came first and we, we, we remind ourselves, uh, and we tell our kid, we, even though they're, they're little and they don't qu fully understand, um, we tell them that we come first. The other night we went on a date and, mm -hmm. and we were leaving and sometimes, you know, some, um, I don't, I don't know what you guys do, but, um, like some people try to like sneak out of the house cause they don't mm -hmm. want the kids to like, but, um, and there's an age where that. Mm -hmm. that that's appropriate um, but with like our five-year-old um um I, I told him i said hey mommy and daddy are going on a date he's mm -hmm. like but i don't want you to leave and i said well son like me and mommy were here before you were here and mm -hmm. just kind of explained to him that we have a relationship and we we have and we work on our relationship and we need to spend time with just each other um mm -hmm. and so we as hard as it is we make time to be with with each other hmm. yeah i love that I'm inspired. I think uh, the two things that stuck out from this conversation. One, you don't know what next year is going to look like, but you know it's going to be great. That's right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that That's the most important thing. Like, yeah. it could be, for on paper, a terrible year. The business could not do well. Something could happen, whatever. Yeah. But it's like when you have the perspective that this is special, this is mm -hmm. for a reason, this is great, that, that puts everything in a different light you know yeah and there's something so powerful about that the other thing that just gives me chills thinking about it is when your wife believes in you as a husband so we've been married six and a half years mm -hmm. and never did i really feel like i needed sean's like support which is arrogant but <laughs> until two months ago there was like something that happened and i was really just like on the rocks i felt just i was not in a good place and sean was like She's like, hey, we can handle this. We got this. Mm -hmm. And that was so amazing. Like six years in, here I am just like doing my thing. And then I hit a, a speed bump and she's right there to like hold my hand through it. It's like, man, that's the best part of marriage. You know, yeah. it's so awesome. And you need the, like you can't get it anywhere else besides marriage. You need the commitment. You need the daily struggles, like the, the hiccups that happen. No it's one, magic. No one can support you like your wife. No one can tear you down. Mm. Mm -hmm. like like your wife yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta like, make sure like you you guys's words to us mean more 
on the positive and on the negative mm-hmm. than any other voice. Yeah. Any other yeah. voice. There's uh there's a story um of 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 a man and his wife, they've been, uh, an older man and a wife, they're they're sitting at a red light and um and look over and there's a guy like doing like mowing the sidewalk or picking up trash. And the man, um, he's the mayor of the little town that they live in and he looks at his wife and he says, Hey, isn't that so-and-so, and she's like, oh, yeah, it is. He's like, didn't you date him in high school? And she said, yeah, I did. And he said, well, aren't you glad you married me instead of him? Because I'm the mayor of the city. And she said, honey, if I would have married him, he'd be the mayor. Oh, <laughs> awesome. I, love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. It's freaking true. Ain't it true? <laughs> to that, yeah. man. Oh, man. Um, I am, I, I'm thinking of the word, Bob Goff uses the term. Love Bob. Wi- yeah, whimsy. And I feel like that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I'm perceiving from an outside viewpoint your guys' life, and yeah. I I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about the hard stuff. <laughs> Part two. Part two. Part two. Yeah. Thank we'll you for the in. time. This was yeah. a real treat. No, dude, yeah. Thank you guys. We're we're so excited to be here. I didn't say that at the beginning, but thank y'all for for yeah. having us on. We're um, it's a pleasure to meet y'all. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, we're excited to sponsor the show. We're excited. (laughs) I am beyond sold in now. Are you kidding? (laughs) Now learning everything? That's awesome. I will say, and I don't know if this will make this part, but I think the most fascinating thing, being able to work with different businesses and so many over the years, it's really cool to find the ones who truly have a heart for the intentionality behind their business. So often you find people who are starting businesses for the success of it Mm -hmm. and whatever success looks like to them, they'll figure it out and make it, whether it's doing not as high quality or cut it, cutting, cut, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And just to hear the intentionality behind what it is you're creating is really, really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. This was a real treat. If you want to find out more about Ben Corley, Good Ranchers, Spell Event. event. Yeah. Well, uh, incl- <laughs> we'll include some information, <laughs> but this was a treat. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.